Dan Striving Double Feature presents Howling 2 and 7-2, episode 33, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, and Howling New Moon Rising. I'm Dan, I'm your host. This is being recorded on January 8th, 2022. Should be coming your way the first half of February 2022. And over on 70s Friends of Frankenstein, episode 33, I, I give you an update on how everything's going. So I'm going to dive right into the movie here. Howling to what's happening? Some kind of crazy ceremony. It looks like they there's an old lady standing nearby. It looks like they are about to sacrifice a young gal. Let's listen. through the minutes this way but because there this one has a lot of random things happening and a lot of, of shots that are um of things that are not actually occurring within the realm of the room that at least as far as i can tell i'm gonna do something i, I don't normally do but i i did uh, my, my very first minute by minute podcast one minute with night of horror which was five years ago is that right um i could be right i think that's right uh, that that one was done shot by shot, and there was a specific reason why. But I don't go shot by shot most of the time, unless things are really wacky, and I feel like I might not be able to touch on everything I want to touch on unless we go shot by shot. So this one I'm going to go shot by shot. Basically, what this is is, um, yeah, the the woman on the um, uh, uh, on the pedestal, the the young woman in white is is uh, sort of sacrificed to the older woman, and. Uh, about halfway through the minute, the older woman leans over the young woman, and green like um, uh, green effect, optical effect, sort of I guess ectoplasmy. Um, well, this would have been the year after Ghostbusters, so you'd have thought, yeah, that's some sort of ectoplasm or something. Shoots into the mouth of the young woman, and uh, uh, the old woman's face starts to glow, and everyone starts to howl and get excited. And you get see random shots of things that, as I said, aren't in the room. And then the minute ends with that still going on. So I'm gonna go through. Um, I'm gonna go through shot by shot on this one because I just gave. I mean, obviously, it's transforming her, transforming her into something that is. I think I, we're, we could pretty much guess is that woman is the same age as Christopher Lee ish. Actually, she's probably a bit older, and she she never quite looks like she understands the actress, like what she's doing there. Like, you want me to what? And I'm who? And what's the name of my character? And I, what? Okay, can I see the check again? And and so we're just gonna go through this shot by shot because it's it's just basically awakening Sturba again and um as we will see i mean it's obviously if you think it, the old woman leaning over the young woman the green ray you think okay so some sort of life force being exchanged that's exactly what i thought when i was watching it so so uh let's let's go through i'm gonna have a sip of coffee 
I know it's late in the day for coffee, um, but it's uh, what is it? One fifty two, one eight twenty twenty two. You know, it's like a, it's um, had a really good, and I, I mentioned this to friends of Frankenstein. Uh, had a really good um, Christmas week, New Year's week, but the last week, the, the previous week, which is an all work. You know, um, you know, I have Martin Luther King Jr. Day off, which is nice. So I have a three day weekend next weekend. But this week was the first full forty hour day job work week I've done in one, two, three. three no, I didn't have it th- four weeks. Um, because I had a sick day off the weekday before Christmas when I thought I might be getting some COVID, but I did not. It was just bad allergies. Um, but it's been, yeah, this was the first week in a month where I've done a full week and, ugh, it stinks. Is there someone out there who could help me? Uh, give me some uh, lots and lots of cash so I can just do my writing and some podcasts. All week. I prefer to do writing all week, but boy, I enjoy the podcast too. It, the thing is, like, when I publish a book, like my Hooterville book, I expect to make some money off of it. And in fact, I have, and that's been nice. Um, but when I do podcasts, I expect I expect nothing. I expect nothing but your enjoyment. But uh, boy, if anyone has a lot of cash they like to send my way, I'd love that so I don't have to do another work week like I just did. Anyway, let's go through. Sorry. <laughs> that ha- I'm going to have another sip of coffee. I know it's a little late in the day to have coffee. Right now it's uh, 1.53 p.m. on January 8th, 2020, uh, 2022. And um, I mentioned, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Let's let's go to the minute. So we start off the minute. Um, there's some sort of cane or something that the one guy has. And it has like a, it looks more like a gargoyle sort of thing than a wolf. Um, it's it's one of those it's one of those sort of um, it's like a, it's like a cane it's like a scepter it's like something that is alternately either very cool or very chintzy. I feel like on the commentary they mentioned that it's actually a very expensive. Don't quote me on that. But the joy is that in the background, out of focus, to the left of the mouth of this this gaping thing, you can see. Um, well, she doesn't look half naked, but you can see a woman like in a tank top, uh, chained up, and her arms are covered in blood. And you can see another bloody arm in there too. So it's like, it's almost like, hey, let's let's have a gander at what's going on. <laughs> can we rack focus there? We're not going to, are we? No, we don't. So we cut to we cut at that point. We cut back to the um, the guy who was in the car earlier who picked up the the woman who got dropped off on the train, and he has a fun sort of fur hat on. Is he he's only like a chalice of something? And to his left is that um, that uh, that thingy, and he's chanting, and they're all chanting and chanting, and then he leans forward and he pours blood along the woman it's like imagine well he he it looks like at first it looks like he's just pouring along her but then it might be some sort of um and and here i'm, I'm jumping much further ahead it, it looks like what he's doing is he's like he's got a nice loaf of butter that he's split in the middle and then he's pouring it looks like he's got a nice loaf of bread that he's kind of um uh split in the the middle and he's pouring butter in it mm, yummy uh i will i will ask everyone to please enjoy the extras all around them. There's like three or four chained and, and half-naked gagged women uh, behind them. There's, a, I think, an old woman with a blindfold on who's got her, who's like clutching her pearls. There's a couple goofy-looking guys who seem to have wandered in out of like a Ator 4 over on the right. And there's our, our main gal there who, we, who, we've, uh, who dropped off on the train. She's over on the left. And um, there's the old lady kind of near the... Um, ah, there's a lot of stuff going on in this shot. So he begins to pour the blood. And then we cut... He's pouring... And then he, we cut to him pouring the blood. And it looks like he's... 
What is he doing? Is is he making? Is he? Is that something? It looks like a rhino, like a rhinoceros or something with a weird tail. I don't know exactly what it is he's meant to be pouring, but then it cuts back to him pouring, and then it cuts to Our Lady from the Train. She's singing, and she's singing and smiling. Then it cuts to a guy with a fun helmet on who, again, looks like he's a, he's an extra from possibly Ator 4, but maybe um, the, the Joe D'Amato Ators. I don't know. Definitely not um, definitely not the um, uh, Bracia uh, Ator, Iron Warrior. It's not, he's not stylish enough. I'm not sure why they felt they needed to cut to him. We got a lot of quick cuts, and then we get a cut. Oh, the Hieronymus Bosch. Um, is it from Garden of Earthly Delights? What is the what you know the um, that image of the gigantic demon thing like biting off somebody's head? You'll know it when you see it. I think it's Bosch. Let me. I'll I'll look it up and I'll I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But it cuts to that, and it's interesting because that image is over on the right. You can see like blood, not ha- having streamed down, and then it cuts to a shot of a fire burning. Which actually looks like it's from a western or something. And then it cuts to the old lady who's looking at the blood being poured with all kinds of weird people in the background. And again, look look at her in this shot. Look at the way she's looking around. She does have a bit of a look like, I don't have my teeth in. I don't understand what's happening. There's so many naked people here. What is going on? Can I have a look at my contract, please? And then it cuts back to the guy. Um, more or less the um, the guy the, the guy who poured the blood almost more or less in the exact same shot he was in previously chanting but now he's poured the blood and he has a look at the old lady and she steps forward a little unsurely as if I don't fully understand what's going on and she leans towards the young woman and then the young woman has her eyes open and then the green ectoplasm begins to, to fly and the old woman's face begins to light up like almost like it's burning bright red I, I do applaud the guy who poured the blood because I think we can see, I would say, down to right beneath the young woman's breasts. And they're covered up, by the way. We're not getting boobery going on here. But there's And there's absolutely no sign of blood. Let's continue. And then it cuts back to our friend with the chalice and he's howling. And then it cuts to everyone. They're all looking up and howling. Uh, except for one lady who's looking to the left over at the chained women. But um, you can't have it all. And then it cuts to the rock and roll gals who are over off to the side with their little masks on and their leather outfits and one of them's topless. And they're really giving it their all howling. Then it cuts to an image on the wall, a kind of torn up image of a, of a wolf or presumably a werewolf. And then you get a close-up of a werewolf mask. Not the most exciting looking clearly a mask then it cuts to an, an image of a um and i don't fully understand it's like a um i imagine it's meant to be a, a human head melting in fire but but it's tough to tell whether it it I mean it's very raiders of the lost Ark, end of raiders of the lost arky you basically see this image of a of a of a melting head in fire then you get the wolf again then you get um another shot of a wolf on the wall then you get our lady uh i don't know what is her name the, the main lady who got off the train and then you get, and then you get a weird shot of, um, I guessing, well, the sun or the moon or, or something, in the sky. I, 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 oh, it's the moon. It looks like the moon with the sun behind. It's some sort of maybe a lunar eclipse. Is there a lunar? I guess it's a lunar eclipse. Then you come back to the heavy metal girls, really giving it their all. Then you get a shot of a skull on a wall of skulls. Then more of the melting head. This time more eyeball related, and that's where the minute ends with the this 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 melting head really being blasted out 
I'm going to stop there because that's enough. That That's what happens in the minute. And again, really all it is is I think we're bringing Sturba back to life and we know who she's probably going to look like in the next minute. So I will stop there. And let's go to Howling 7. Where will we be in Howling 7? Um... Oh yes, forgive me. The um, the 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 priest was t- continuing to tell the sheriff the story, which is going on for a very long time. When a woman came in, I think with some tea. Listen to this. Well, you're a policeman. I've got a son that's in Barstow, and he's got a wife, and her friend's a policeman. I've got another daughter. She lives there too. But I've got another three daughters. But they're not all there. Thank you, Sybil. You can go now. It's been a real pleasure meeting you. And I hope when you go to Barstow, you'll look my son up. We're in Barstow. Oh! Never do know where I am. Sybil. Time is running out for us, Inspector. Us? You can't do this by yourself. I'm going to provide you with some pastoral support. Listen, I appreciate your offer, but... Inspector, there's more. More? I knew it. I'm going to warn you, though. I'm becoming shockproof. I think one of the things I love about Sheer Audacity films, which I I believe Howling 7 is, is that it never lets where you are in the movie where the the move, suspense should be, where the excitement should be, where the drive of the movie should be. We should be pushing ahead. We're in Act 2. We're doing this. We're doing that. Now we're entering Act 3, blah, 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 blah. A sheer audacity film will always stop to do whatever the weird thing is that it does, the thing, the, the audacity of it. And this is part of that. So the last 20 seconds are, you can't do this alone, Inspector. I'm going to help you out. There's still more to the story. And even the inspector is like, wow, there's more to the story. We're 33 minutes into this 90-minute film. You know, and it's like... You know, it's like... It's it's one thing like Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 or Boogeyman 2 with, with all the footage there. But um, because in those two movies, they sort of give themselves over to the footage from Boogeyman and Silent Deadly Night. In this one, the clips we've seen from... F- no, we haven't seen anything from 4. We see some clips from 5, we've seen a brief clip from 6, and, and we've seen the woman from 4. And, and we just keep... The, the, the way the story is being told is so gloriously incoherent. Well, I guess this whole minute is beautiful sheer audacity. Because at this point, if you're watching the movie, do you really... Even if you've seen 4, 5, or 6, even if you just... Well, okay, I can't say that. Because I've, I've never watched the eight Howling films in a row. I've always watched them sort of out of order. So I can honestly say that I don't know if you watch them all in a row might might you be at this point and you it would be like um you know like Avengers Infinity War and Endgame you're seeing all the threads close up and you're seeing all the stories wrap up and you're getting excited and you're cheering every five minutes maybe that happened when Howling New Moon Rising was showing I don't know I'm thinking no though I'm thinking most people would have been confused I'm thinking most people hadn't seen and most people still haven't seen Howling 4, 5, and 6 um because I think it's rarely said that seven tries to tie together four, five, and six into seven, and 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 so the inspector is shockproof, and he should he's not confusion proof, though, 
as, as, as I don't think any of us should be at this point because the confusion is going to continue to happen. So let's presume the next minute will be more footage. I think it's from Howling 4. Don't quote me on that. But let's, let's look at the first 40 seconds, which is Sybil, who's an older lady. Uh, it's probably about the age of the inspector and the priest here. And she is, again, she's Australian, I, I believe. Uh, and it's it's funny, that, like, um, Ted's Australian. And the galley falls falls for her. She's Australian. And this woman is Australian. So whenever I see someone in the movie talking with an Australian accent, I always think these are Clive Turner's friends, maybe family members, and he's putting them in the movie. And there's something about my my son has a wife, and just that long pause in there, and the fact that the fact that when she begins to deliver that line, the camera. Let me double check that actually real quick, because yeah, the the priest and I are as, as confused by everything happening here. My son lives in Barstow. You see the inspector, and then it cuts to her. She said, and he's got a wife that which is just she clearly she she, she not not only can she clearly not remember her lines, but I don't think she knows what she's saying. Um, now, as she's Australian, presumably she speaks English. So I'm imagining she's not remembering what she's saying either because she's just not remembering her lines or maybe she's distracted or, or she's just not very good. But she, she delivers the lines the way that, um, you know, pe people, do, when they deliver their lines. I, was, I always refer to um, La, La Casa for Witchery, the woman who is with um, David Hasselhoff in that, the way she delivers some of her lines. You could tell it's when she's delivering the lines that she doesn't really know what she's saying because there are weird pauses and the emphasis, emphases, the emphasis goes on strange words in the sentence. And this is just, just the way my son has a wife and uh, wow, it's um, I, it's 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 weird because she's weird and her story is weird, and the thing is, it's it's not it's not funny, it's not interesting. It's just kind of slightly embarrassing and weird. So you watch it and you go, okay, why did Clive Turner put this in here? And I'm sure if we had a commentary, he'd say something like, oh, that's my sister. That's my aunt. That's my whatever. That's my best friend's friend or something. And she wanted to be in the movie, so I gave her this part, you know. And she, she clearly doesn't remember the lines. And he gives her far too many lines. And um, even it's funny, like even the inspector is like, "What the hell is going on in the middle of this werewolf movie? This is so weird, and it is weird." It's it's a, it's a strange bit because she's only in the movie. I think this is the only scene she has in the movie, so she's in the movie for about forty-five to fifty seconds, and you watch her and you're like, "What the hell? What the hell?" And then the moment she leaves, it looks like the inspector is going to say something, but then the priest sort of like cuts any of that off. We need to get to this. You know, we need to take care of this now. And and I would have said, I know we need to take care of this now, but what the hell just happened right there? Because it is that weird. If you watch the scene, I mean, you just heard it, and you heard how um, awkward it sounds, and it's even more awkward to watch. And it's one of those... I really don't remember if Sybil comes back later. I'm going to say no. She might make a very brief appearance. But it's one of those moments where you watch it and you go, why is she in this? Because they could have easily cut from the end of whatever the priest said last to we need to take care of this right now. They could have cut this 45, 50 seconds out of here. 
and the movies the movies 90 minutes you know it's it's not like he was it's not like the movie was 68 69 minutes and he was adding and he was padding it out the movie's 90 minutes so there's no reason for this 45 to 50 seconds to be in here so there must be some reason it is i wish there was an annotated howling seven howling new moon rising that i could read to figure out why the scene is in there because it adds nothing except confusion and frankly joy one of the joys of the movie is like i said it's a sheer audacity film so even when you're trying to build you stop for stuff like this where you're like and suddenly you're completely out of it again and they try to pull you back in we need to take care of this as soon as possible the story isn't over but you're thinking as the whole time they're saying that they're trying to finish up hopefully telling the story you're not thinking tell me the rest of the story you're thinking what just happened and that's a sheer audacity film to you you know to me to me that's a sheer audacity film to you is it is it leaves you it leaves you with scenes where you feel like the filmmaker knew what was going on but didn't fully get that across to anyone else i mean maybe it's uh, when they shot this maybe she had more scenes maybe if when you're on the set you'd be like oh oh sybil she, oh, she was played by this actress and she was doing this and blah 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 blah. Oh, okay understood but just watching it right here it's as weird as all those random it's as weird as the scene in don't go in the woods with dale dale come on ma i just want to get a shot of the train pulling in dale wait for me bow, bow, bow you know that scene and you watch that originally like when you watch it on VHS like late at night you rent it from a video store you'd watch it and you sit there and you watch it you go what the hell is that scene about and then they both get they're both dressed ridiculously they're, they're not dressed like mom in no way shape or form could mom have gone up a mountain and look the guy in the wheelchair and then they both get killed and you're like what was that what was that and then you realize later on it's just James Bryan goofing it's him goofing around having to, having to add extra scenes of people getting killed so he thought he'd make them like fashion victims and things and, and that's hilarious but when you watch it like well, that's so weird and the howling new moon rising luckily there's so many films that um made over the decades that were just so weird we've had so many questions answered about over time and uh you know even 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 say night of horror to refer back to to that um you know when we first saw that you know it was like what in the hell and now you can go um you can go into um uh, Stephen Thoreau's wonderful nightmare usa and read a very in-depth interview i don't know if it's still but um agony booth the website um reviewed did a night of horror um review um overview and and tony malinowski came on there and told the story so you can get the full story of it you can hear why like why does that scene in the bar go on so long padding why is that why is the scene with the van a camper van why is there so much padding why is the the last scenes why is that one main guy not there and only in in only in voiceover because he wasn't available and you know and, and so many wonderfully weird films so many sheerly sheer audacity films over the years have had gaps filled in and it's nice that Howling New Moon Rising, unlike Howling 2, which you can get, I think there are two commentaries on that Blu-ray, plus a bunch of extras, which fills in all the gaps. I wouldn't call Howling 2 a sheer audacity film. It's a Philip, Philippe Morat Mora, Mora film, and he's always been a wonderfully weird filmmaker. So if you watch some, some of his other films, you can see the same 
a guiding hand but Clive Turner this was the only film as far as I know of that he made so this is all we have this is like his if he put like he was a band that put out one album this is what we have from him and so it's lovely to it's lovely to still have not a clean slate but it's lovely to look at it and go okay I can make guesses about what's happening here but I honestly don't know so why 33 minutes in is this endless over convoluted story of what's going on still happening why is it so over convoluted why isn't it just a werewolf in the desert could you imagine if it was just a werewolf in the desert we don't need much background a werewolf in the desert it could, it could have started off with you know i mean it could start off with a a truck driving through the desert with a wolf on it and the truck crashes the wolf gets out bites someone they bite someone else and you know and it's you know and 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 that that gets our werewolf you know or something like that something basic like that but this trying to tie in three movies into this one and and then bringing in Sybil and and just just even looking at her she looks so, I mean, I've got on the screen right now she looks so confused she looks like she just wandered into a movie accidentally and they just they just they, they didn't want to make her sad so they just let her go and we just let her go we'll put we'll put the scene in the movie i don't know and at the moment i'm glad i don't know i'm sure at some point in the future i i'm sure that some well maybe that there will be a howling set with all eight movies I would love that so much. As I've said before, Howling 1, Howling 2 have really nice Blu-rays from Scream Factory. Howling 3 had a nice DVD back in the day from Anchor Bay, but 4, 5, and 6 have only been on sort of like conglomerate DVDs where they're all crammed on one DVD. And New Moon Rising, as far as I know, has never been on DVD, but Howling Reborn obviously was. Um, But I would love to see a set that has all of them, and I would love to curate that. That probably won't happen, but... um, We'll wrap it up. We'll wrap up the howling here. So we had... It's funny. Actually, as I'm looking at Sybil, (coughs) she doesn't look that different from the old lady who's sucking the life force out of the young woman in Howling 2. I'm wondering if... um, I'm wondering if uh, Sturba somehow was in the... That would be interesting. If they could say that this was Sturba. If Sybil was Sturba. Sybil Sturba? And she infected whoever's the werewolf here. And at some point, Sybil will be taken back to Transylvania. I'm sticking by that. I'm sticking by that this Sybil, why is Sybil in this? She is Sturba. One of Sturba when Sturba is getting old and needing the life force. Like the, um, like in Don't Go Near the Park. When uh, you get, you Cal, you try. Was that their names? You choose your own fate. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm sticking by that now. Sybil is Sturba, the older version of Sturba, later on, in the, ten years later on, maybe. I don't know. Let's see, let's see, I don't know. Let's, listen to this. <laughs> 